1: God is good amen Just let's take a moment Abrazu gue che bramaglio tocha i preghè leste Jesus your king stick You are our master You are our master prema ombre delle assice inalo sovro che le amisce shallo roso predegende leste We love you kurabancela buso We love you. The last time I came, I spoke about us being the altar, a place that carried his presence. And God wants us to understand that even on a deeper way. And I saw, as it were, in these last three years. Some called it a storm. Some have called it a war. Some have embraced it in, in a way that distracted them from the very presence he's planted on the inside. And it became the focus. And in some, I saw hills being made of sand because for many without realizing it, it blew like a sandstorm in the desert. And great mountains of sand came over what was truth inside. And so from outside, it it appeared that there was nothing there anymore. This sand, shtekeche, it came as doubts and words of fear. Pretela, chambra and many people, as they were buried underneath, could not s- see the light, lost the way of the truth that was inside, for the light became blocked by those words, and the words became heavy and too much for the shoulders to bear today. And it seemed that the winds would never stop blowing the sand. When they looked out and thought, that's it, that this sand is over, this sand wind has stopped, and yet they looked out the window again, and yet more sand came. And the time. The time, Bereche, time became a weapon instead of a blessing. Time of the Lord, it gives an opportunity. Times in the Lord are ways to see the light. A time in the Lord shows his coming and demonstrates his glory. But time became a weapon of when will it end. And it seemed that there was no out. And it seemed that it was so dark. They could not conceive anymore what had been placed on the inside. The inside, what he had placed has always been there. It has always been there. The truth has always been there. The seed has always been there. It's always been there. And the Lord said, if you will just hear my voice, it will blow a new wind and the sounds he the sounds of comfort and hope will blow off every grain for his voice it comes with comfort his voice it comes with victory his voice conquers every word and fear it conquers and it doesn't take the wind of the words of the world that seem to have strength in them. For one small breath of mine can move a mountain. It will not take the time as laid out by men. It happens in my moment, says the Lord. and a moment of my grace, the truth is seen again. Oh, in a moment of his truth, it's seen again that what was resident is there. It is there. It is there. It is there for this day and it is there for the coming days to know the strength that he has placed within. It shall not falter, it shall not fail. It shall not fail, says the Lord. It shall not fail. His voice is strong. It is mighty. Get in that moment of grace. And the sand will not be seen and I saw the armies of God rise again in strength the strength that has always been there and I saw them rise up as the winds blow it was revealed what has always been there and it wasn't one here and one there it wasn't one in a city here and one in a country there it was a great army of the people of God who discovered who saw who they are and who he has set them to be those who have claimed it is the end did not see the beginning what he has begun He is completing. This is our day. This is our time. And we will rise and we receive that grace. We receive it. We receive it. We receive that grace. Oh, we receive that grace. We receive that grace. Oh, we receive that grace. We We hear your voice, O God. We hear your voice, O oh Master. O oh Master, Master. We hear you call and we say yes. O oh Master, we receive your grace. Let his words that he has spoken rise. Let them come into the place He set them. Let them come into that place. Let them come into that place and settle. Let them come into that place and settle. And settle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just thank Him. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for guidance and instruction and wisdom. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter 23. What God has promised, He will complete. What He's promised, He completes what he promises he keeps his word folks he keeps his word he keeps his word we will come to a place where we actually believe his word more than others amen we will believe that we're going to go there we're going to sit in that we're going to sit in that we're going to believe that that his word is above verse 19 numbers 23 you need to see this and believe this You need to see this and believe this. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Has he spoken? Shall he not make it good? I say that in this day, this is what we need to hear. We need to hear this. He will make it good what he's told you. He will make it good what he says. He's not the guy who makes it happen what other people say. And as I see this verse and I think about it, is that he's not a man that he should lie. And I thought, why are we men that lie? Have we been known for that? And this is how trust was broken in so many ways because the days of honesty seemed to have gone by. And so it's come to a place where no man is trusted. And when that was established, no one believed God either because truth seemed to have been vacated from the premises. God's not a man that he should lie. And I said, Lord, I said, Lord, why do men lie? Why do men lie? Why do they not tell the truth? And he said to me this one, he said, it's because of shame. It's because of guilt. It's because of hiding. And this is no different than the things you've heard. And this is why people retreat because they're trying to to put up a, shell, a a place of of covering but God is our coverer and he will protect us. And as we begin to believe that what God promised and how he protects us, then we don't we can stand in truth. It's such that we can't stand in truth as long as we bend in shame. The gospel is light and life. And as we embrace that truth, there is no shame. We need not be afraid. He's going to bring it to pass. When he says he heals, he heals. When he says he delivers, he delivers. When he says it's already finished, it's already finished. But we have got so encased in the what if it doesn't work that we have agreed with the lies. And so, when he says it, we question it. And God is looking to rise up and work in you that truth to a place where it is unshaken, a place where you say, no, I believe this more than anything else. This is my life, I believe it more than anything else. I believe this word more than anything I've heard at any other place, I believe his word. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. He'll help us with our unbelief. He'll help us go forward. He'll help us where we are shaken. When we recognize it's in us, what he's put inside of us is good. We heard the testimonies of his goodness in people's daily lives. We've been looking for the wild miracle that changes everything and missed the daily portion. Give us this day our daily bread. He's been given it. We need to recognize it. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Jason was bringing that word, I thought of that old song, and it's been ringing in my heart for a couple of weeks. Now I belong to Jesus. Now he belongs to me. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. This is the truth. I don't just belong to him. He belongs to me. He belongs to me. and He belongs to you. That sense of partnership is getting a grip in us again where it needs to be. It's not just, okay, we're going to, you know, wave at the king from afar. In the Old Testament, in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, it says that when Moses and the son of Nun, Joshua, the son of Nun, went in and they were worshiping God in the temple, that the people stood at the door of their tents and worshiped from afar but I never saw read in any of those scriptures where it said they couldn't have said, hey, can I come too? And they could have. Jesus belongs to me. Jesus belongs to me. Jesus belongs to me. That partnership, that's relationship. We've talked relationship, but we haven't lived it. He said, well, you know, if you get bored again, it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Show me show me let us live relationship and partnership again let us leave behind you see the parts is we're a little nervous about that what if I have to leave behind something I really like I've noticed this everything I've left behind when I was in his presence didn't matter didn't matter I remember some people who were when I got married and there were some single friends who were still single and and not anybody here this is years ago and, and they were wondered why I wanted to spend all my time with my husband. Well, don't you want to come up with the girls? No. Actually, I don't. Um, and <laughs> The time I did spend with them uh, when we were living in Houston wasn't profitable anyway. All they did was gossip and say bad things about their husband. They wanted me to join in. I refused. I love my husband, and I liked him. I was upset that he was working so many hours. <laughs> I wanted to spend time with him. Because relationships about, and, and you know what? I wasn't missing the girl-girl time. I wasn't missing it. No one had to tell me, oh, let him be the first one you run to with your stuff. No one had to do that. I didn't have to take five counseling lessons to want to share my heart with him. Well, you know, you should talk to him first. A lot of marriages would never separate if they learned that thing. Remember who you love. Remember who you love. Go to them first. I love Jesus. I go to him first. Many times, yes, you say, well, you don't know my life. You don't know mine. I have challenges just like any other person. But I've had to make choices to go to him first sometimes. Because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to pick up the phone and whine to someone. Jesus isn't gonna agree with my doubt. And and sometimes we phone up a person so we can really well I there's a word the world likes to use, but you know, complain and there's a B word that goes in there. That's the only word I can think of. It's not kind of rude, but it's what we do. We phone up someone so we can do that. And we unload all our nastiness to each other. <laughs> things that ought not be uttered right but did you know you can do that with Jesus and sit down and just tell him everything because when I belong to him and he belongs to me that changes that changes he's not a man that he should lie and he doesn't go about face because he's already there he doesn't have to turn from something evil I had to turn I had to turn and go his direction he didn't have to turn that's what repent means turn and go a new direction he didn't have to turn he's going the right way amen we're not going to be embarrassed anymore not going to be embarrassed anymore we're not going to be embarrassed anymore i you know when i was younger i I memorized a lot of scripture in my life some on purpose some accidentally what do I mean by that? What do you mean by accidentally memorizing scripture? I read it so much it became a part of me. And, and that's, I'll tell you, I sat down I thought, I've heard about these people that have memorized the New Testament. So I thought, I have a very, very excellent memory. Surely I could do this. Surely it was me trying to fix things and surely it did not work. <laughs> and I discovered after reading about those people who have done that, it was by reason of use. They spent so much time in the word that it was just became a part of them and it was in their heart and so that's what the accidental memorization of scripture (laughs) will help you then when you get in a tough spot it'll rise up amen in Genesis chapter 8 there's this powerful thing that happens I talked about arcs and what was in the ark and Noah's ark is another representative of an ark that contained everything we'd ever need it was also made of acacia wood and it was in line, in and without. It was before the cross, so it didn't have gold on it. But there was this interesting thing that happens in Genesis chapter eight. I like verse one, God remembered Noah. God belonged to Noah, Noah belonged to God. And every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. I mean, Genesis chapter eight and it's verse one. God made a wind. To pass over the earth and the waters were swagged. God knows how to operate things in the heaven and things in the earth. He can control storms. I I'm so upset's not the correct word, but moved. I got moved when I see people say, I'm I'm going through such a storm and I just have to get in the eye of the storm. I'm thinking. No. Nope. What you doing in there? <laughs> no. Mm, no mm. I understand what they're saying, but you don't have to live with the storm. Jesus didn't. He walked on them. Is ever underfoot. Where did I go? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 8. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The waters return from off the earth continually. After the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated and the ark rested. We've had some time of rest and rebuilding. We'd heard words in the last, I'd say, five to 10 years about their coming a preparation, that God was preparing a people. Um, if you, you know, He's been saying those things, right? He's preparing us. He's preparing us. Well, we're prepared. Not for a war, not for a storm. Because that's what you think. Well, we'll get ready. We'll get all our guns out, our spiritual guns. I'm going to, you know, I, I've got a couple of uh, barrels of guns. I've got, you know, uh, I've got Revelations chapter 12. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. That's one bullet. The, the, blood of their, the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony and loving not my life under death. Now that is like, uh, you know, a bazooka. So I got weapons. And there must be for war. This is a time to move into the glory of God and his promises, not to be concerned with the war and the storm. There will always be storms from the very beginning of Genesis to Revelation. There were storms. There were Goliaths. There were crazy people. There's always been crazy people. There's always been lies. There's always been rumors. There's always been nut jobs. Always, always. And always, we're like, well, look at that. God, do you know about that? Do you know how hard my life is? I think so. We are prepared for a time of manifested victory. the John chapter 17, where Jesus is praying, what was he talking about? His closing words in those last verses were that the glory that he had would be given to us. And if we're not prepared, the glory shows up and we go. Bruh. And God didn't want us to go. Bruh. He wants us to stand up. You know what happens. That's right. The go- and I'm all for people falling down. I've fallen down. And it's okay to fall down. I'm not against falling. But there's a time when the glory of God moves where we gotta move with it and stay it and we need to learn to ride his kind of waves and get ourselves a surfboard, amen? amen? And learn how to be balanced and not the kind of balance the word, well, we're gonna balance some of what the world says and some of what God says and perhaps that'll bring a, a portion of sanity in our life. No, it won't. Balance comes with knowing the truth and having somewhere solid to stand where you no longer bend to the whims of the world. Amen? It comes in that place. And that's what God, and you know what? I don't know about you, but I don't care how many waves of sickness try to come. There'll always be waves of sickness, always, and there'll always be a healer, amen? Amen. Stop looking for the next wave and start looking for his waving at you. My hand, he's written his name, my name on his hand, hallelujah praise jesus we were going somewhere the ark rested we need to rest we need to trust rest is about trust and the waters decreased continually until the 10th month in the 10th month in the first eight, genesis chapter 8 verse 6 it came to pass at the end of 40 days that noah opened the window of the ark I believe we're standing in a time right now where the window is opening and we are beginning to see from heaven's perspective. God is opening our eyes and we're going, whoa, is that what was out there? It's good. What God does is good. But when we've looked out the window, we've gone, that's what the world's doing. Instead of looking out the window and saying, look what God's doing. I believe he's opening that window. He's opening that window. He's causing us to see that which we've longed for, that which was way deep inside where he said, one day I'm going to see this scripture come to pass. One day I'm going to see what the Bible says. I'm going to see it with my eyes. I'm telling you, open the window. And where you've refrained and restrained from opening that window, the places where you've been nervous because you've thought, if I open the window, who knows what's on the other side. might be hell out there. Don't be afraid to open the window. Don't be afraid to see what God is saying. Amen? Open the window. Keshteke. Open the window. Predeste. Open the window and see his goodness before your eyes. And he sent forth a raven, which went to and fro, and the waters were dried up. Didn't say he ever came back. That raven was something that happens. Something that happens. But then he sent forth a dove, And God has sent in this time, because we're living in the time of the church. We're living in the time of the Holy Ghost. We're living in the time of the Holy Spirit being present. And, and he has sent his dove. He sent it, but we're still not living it. He sent it. I mean holy God, supernatural God, supernatural Holy Spirit who has everything we need and we're still living like he's flying around our heads. <laughs> Stuck in a boat, dove looking around. When it said, wait for the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter eight. It was for a reason. You know what that reason was? To witness. To be a witness. Not to do miracles. Not so that we could all move in the gifts. You should be my witnesses. In all the nasty places. Samaria is listed there. Do you remember Samaria? They go, oh, I couldn't do much miracles there. It's terrible. Mm-mm. Terrible. Terrible. It's like coming to Surrey. People would say, Oh, why are you planning a church in Surrey, Pastor? And it's one pastor said to me from Vancouver years and years ago. I said, That's what the Lord said. And he goes, Surrey is a kid a death to pastors. I'm still breathing. More than breathing, praise the Lord. I'm breathing fire today. Hallelujah. Well, a controlled burn. Amen. Well, at least for now. And he said, for the dove to see if the waters were abated from off. But the the dove found no rest. There was no place for the dove to put their foot. There were no trees. We're the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, and there was no trees for him. We have been talking so much and teaching and over... giving the word out and giving the word about, about our identity in Jesus Christ. And when we grasp behold, that we are the living trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, when we get that, we are the very righteousness. When we get it, the doves got somewhere to land. Amen. He'll say, whoa. And it said, all he saw was a little leaf. That was it. He wasn't looking for the whole tree all done because God knows this. Once he plants that thing, it's going all the way. Because why? Because what he begins, he completes. Oh, he completes it. What he starts, he finishes. What he starts, he finishes. What he starts, he finishes. And when there's a little leaf, he goes, Woohoo! We can work with that. Amen. You can work with me. And there are days when you think, God. I got some wee leaf goes, it's okay I'll work with that I'll work with that but we put our little leaf in a box you know I did something when I was younger I was involved in girl guides and brownies and all that and when I was a snowy owl <laughs> praise the Lord one of the ladies we went to camp we had a little girls, and and uh, I got the job of braiding all the little girls' hair every morning because <laughs> we had some girls with really long hair. And this brown owl that I was with, she could name every plant in the forest. And she was of the mind that every portion of grass that had clovers, you could find a four-leaf clover. I'm like, what? So. Later I realized, as she had all the little girls sitting down on the grass very quietly, I can't find one, ma'am. I can't find one, Brownall. And they were quiet for at least 45 minutes sitting on the grass. I always thought we were looking for four-leaf clovers. We were just looking for a rest time. Some people are very wise. The funny thing is she often found one (laughs) and she put it in her Bible and reminder and tell us how we need it to be that leaf of the Lord years. And it stuck with me how precious she saw God's creation and how she would use it often to tell the gospel to these little girls. I'm telling you this morning, I don't care how big your leaf is. It's somewhere for the dove to land. It's time we came out of the sand blocks, shook off, heard his voice, opened the window up, and gave him a place in our life to reside. He says, verse 9, the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. And he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him. And he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent the, the forth the dove out, and the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, now look at this. See, God's so good. I, I love the word of God. It tells the story before we get there. In her mouth was an olive leaf. <coughs> you know, the place of oil. You think I'm just making stuff up here. An olive leaf, folks, the place where the the oil flows. You see, God doesn't just want us to, to be, that's it, we figured out who we are, that's all good, we'll go home now, thank you, sir we got it. We got it. We're good trees now. He wants us to pour forth oil. He wants us to be the kind of trees that flow with ease, that flow without restraint, that flow in his presence, that have more than enough, not just for us, but for others. He, he, I mean, an olive leaf. Come on, get excited about that. It was an olive leaf. And that's where the dove landed. Oh my, my. I said, he's not just building any kind of tree. He's building olive leaves. He's building olive of trees That we would pour forth the oil of the Holy Ghost. And what's in that oil? That's a good oil. That's an oil that heals. It's an oil that delivers. It carries the power oil that changes hearts and changes situations. And when that oil is flowing without hindrance. When it's flowing with just everything that is God. Out of your vessel. It's a good thing. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. The Holy Spirit's working and he's working in me. Hallelujah. Always working in me and his oil is pouring forth. And you know that when you speak those words that come out of that place, it changes what's around you. And sometimes we're not always aware of that. Isn't that the truth? We can be in places and we didn't even know the oil just started to flow. We didn't know how how that worked and suddenly the person in front of us is perhaps getting emotional or perhaps upset. Not every person is happy when you share Jesus. Some of them are upset because they've been hurt. But when you carry that oil, you carry the bomb that heals every wound. And even if they react somewhat strangely or perhaps angry or perhaps upset, just let the oil flow and don't get moved by the anger or situation. Don't get moved by their reaction. Listen for the voice of the Lord. And when you hear it, move with it and let that oil trust him you might have the strangest thing come up or a story or a testimony that god has placed in your heart you got to trust that what comes out in that moment is what the lord would want because you didn't wake up that day and say gosh i sure hope my I, if i meet somebody i talk my own stuff right well go, god use me that's that's our heart here saying, god use me use me so when you meet the person who is in this situation, then you trust that what comes out is what was going to fill that need. And it's going to flow with that oil. Oh, it's going to flow with that oil. That holy oil. And it isn't about you. You are just the leaf. You are just the leaf that the Holy Ghost landed on. And when he landed on, he began to work through you. And as he worked through you, oh, that oil flowed and lives were changed. You just get to be that vessel. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful, it's wonderful, so good. And then you don't have to worry about fixing things yourself. You don't have to go back to that. You don't have to go back to the, tell them. You know, I I sometimes, I used to, to go back and the word of my testimony was all the bad things the devil ever did and that never helped anybody. Oh, here, you can identify with me. Even this morning, I was saying, you know, here, let me make you feel better about your singing voice by telling you how bad mine is. That's not good. And I I heard that after I sat back and I thought, no, I'm not going to put myself down like that anymore. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nobody related to that anyway. You're not going to relate. It's not going to change you. Don't worship God because of how you sing. We worship God because he's king. Amen. Amen. And 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 it's little things like that. The Holy Spirit, when he works his well, he works it in me too. And we begin to flow better and easier and less hung up on the junk that you know is in our life. I want a pure pipe for him to flow through. I tried for years to do it myself. But I had to let him land on me. And then I had to let him live in me because it started with a landing. It started with me waiting. It's one of the few places that you're allowed to wait, but that was the only place in the New Testament that you actually had to wait for God. And after that, he came, and you don't wait anymore. After he came, you don't wait anymore. (laughs) And he flows through you. But you do have to yield to him. And you don't come with your laundry list of why he shouldn't use you absolutely Shalane said burn that thing I, I had papers I'm, I'm serious I had a prayer I have a prayer book and I write things down to remind me to pray for this and that and I'd write dates down but I'd have a list and it was like this is the things I thank God where he's worked in my life would be one or two and here's the things I hope he changes and it'd be pages I thought we were supposed to do that Here, God, line line up all the reasons why you shouldn't use me. I need this fixed, God. I need this fixed. I have this area of doubt here. I'm in faith here, but I'm not here. Could you fix that, Jesus? I don't like how this worked here. Can you fix that, Jesus? I got this problem here. I'm kind of funky sometimes. and I can get angry sometimes. Not very often. But I do. Could you fix that, Jesus? The list went on. I had a fix-it list, and it wasn't honeydew. There was no honey flowing and no oil either. Yielding and letting him rest in my life. And letting him him in. I didn't realize how much I kept him at the door. What keeps the Holy Ghost at the door? God's so good with Noah. He said, okay, the dove can come back in. I don't want the dove to go back in when it comes my way. I went, oh Jesus, the dove tried to move my spirit today. There was a place where I sensed the healing anointing in there, but I didn't know how to to stay with you, Jesus, so you better go back home. I don't want that, do you? No. Oh, the Holy Spirit's moved in me. Now we had... Praise the Lord you gave your testimony. See, that was yielding. That was allowing the Holy Spirit to rest on you and then move through you. He wants to reside in there. He wants to stay in there. And it might be frightening for some. And some of you might be going, I don't know what she's talking about. But if you'll just let him flow, think about it. In the book of Acts, no one knew what was going on. He'd never done that before. Clothes of tongues sitting on people's heads. That's why they think charismatics are weird. We talk about those things. And yes, sometimes we might look drunk and strange too, even now. What language is that? No, they don't know. It's a heavenly language. It's a heavenly language. But this is what I know. When I don't hold back, he goes full throttle. And it's fun and lives are changed and hope is built again. This world needs hope to come. We are those vessels that need to carry that life. If not us, then who? If not us, then who? The government's not going to be our nanny. And they're not going to be our provider either. The Lord is our provider. It doesn't matter whose name is on the paycheck. His is. He'll take care of us. He'll move through us. He'll move through us. No holds back. No holding back. No holding back. No holding back. He's here. And he wants to do something deeper in all of us. He's calling us to that place. And it's time. You see, we're not going to remove all those walls. We're not. But they get removed as we hear his voice and trust it. He's not a man that he should lie. If he said he'll do it through us, he will. And he didn't line up and say, Well, I don't like the earrings you wore today, and you don't have the right shoes on. And yesterday I heard you swear. Sometimes you behave like an animal. Hmm. You think that's how God measures us? I don't think so either. There is a place he longs to fill us and move in us so that his oil can flow freely. This world needs us to be in that place. Let's go in. I closed, but I tried to. Well, we're going to go to Mark, uh, John, John 17. Because sometimes you just need to see it written. God said some things to help us today so that we can be confident in Him that what He says will come to pass. We're not going to be worried about what's going on out there. We're going to be focused. We're going to hear from heaven. He's going to talk to every one of us. Everyone who has the Holy Ghost, he'll work through. Amen. John chapter 17. Look at verse 20. Because sometimes, well, he was just praying for the Jews. That's all he cares about. Some people have that attitude. Verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's for me. What's coming is for me here. That they all may be one. And I say, oh Jesus. The government will never be in unity. But it's possible for the church to be. Amen. Amen. That's where the anointing really flows. When we step into the oneness. It's a promise. He prayed it. He'll do it. This is not a lie. This is not a fairy tale. This is truth that we can stand in and never be ashamed. That they all might be one as you, Father, are in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. When the Holy Ghost is on us and the oil flows, it gives testimony to who God is. It is a witness, and it is his planned witness. Hear me. The Holy Spirit is his planned witness. He planned it this way, that when we're yielded to Holy Spirit, he works in us who he is, and he works who he is through us. And then the world goes, whoa, God is real. He's real. And the glory, verse 22. Which you gave me. If this doesn't move you, I have given them. Why? The glory is not anointing. The glory is his manifested presence. And when the, we have yielded to Holy Spirit and he, he is come in our life and our trees and our leaves are just flowing with that oil, we come into the place where we begin to really walk in the one mind that is Jesus. He's given us the mind of Christ and we lots of times quote that verse but we don't live that verse. And when we're surrendered to the Holy Spirit, that's what begins to happen. We become of that. Same mind, it doesn't mean we're all sitting there like ducks repeating or robots. Because if it were that way, the gospels would be written differently, they wouldn't have it said in different ways. We'll say things in different ways, but it will be the same thing. Do you hear me? We'll say things in different ways, but it will be the same thing. And when we're in His presence and by the Holy Spirit, it will be the same thing, maybe said in different ways. We could say, I'm healed, and somebody say, I know Jesus is touching my life, and I know He's worked His miracles in me. Both are healed. It's simple. And why? To be a witness of who God really is. And He wants to do this. He's not a liar. He wants to demonstrate Himself like that in power, in fullness, in majesty, in kingship. In power, in majesty, in fullness, in kingship, in power, in majesty, in fullness, in kingship, in kingship, in kingship. We've been afraid of the word majesty. We've been afraid of the word Master, because we equal master with mad ruler and bad kings. But when you're the master creator, no one thinks that's bad. When we say master, he's got the way of turning us into that majestic way of his of working himself in and through us to produce like precious fruit. That's the right kind of master. Don't be afraid of his holy names as they work that holiness in and through us. It's a good day. It's a good day. Oh, it's a good day. Would you stand up on your feet? Oh Oh, Master. Oh, Master. Oh, Master. Master us today. Work your goodness in us. As Holy Spirit begins to work in us, that your glory might be seen in all the earth in all the earth, that your glory will be seen. Just worship him. Come on. We love you, Lord. In all the earth, in all the earth, let your glory be seen in all the earth. Sterry, Mandoro, Shoko, Reveli, Hentelele, Sandoro, Soldier, Red and Estere,
0: Redecano, Roto
1: Jotola, Regele, Mandos, Shelly, Shelly, that's it. We're leaving things behind, the things we could not manage ourselves. Preside, oh O Master, master us today. Cure Bele Hanele yes jesus wonderful wonderful wonderful. yes holy yes. spirit mala holy spirit we welcome you in this place welcome welcome that you have a place to land here. That the trees, the leaves of the trees are coming forth. Oh, there's a place to land and a place to flow. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you flow through us, you flow. Words of healing. Yes, I. Pity. The words that some heard in other places. Being washed today. There's a healing balm for that. The oil is flowing. Sometimes it flows. For physical healings, and and if you need a physical healing, it's right there. But today there's a place. Many came with their or, oh, their arcs scarred. And if you just lift your hands where you are right now, right now, right now. All over the building, come on. That healing bomb is just washing those words out. Washing the words that were spoken over you that were not of heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. That's it. That's the place. Receive, Rasha. Receive, Raka. Receive, Rasha. Receive, Rapele. Receive. If you're watching online and you've been hurt. In relationships, some by church people. Some have said, some church people have said very religious things and tried to bind you in a place. Those online and those here. I thank you, Father, right now, those things are falling to the ground. They're falling to the ground. Receive in Jesus' name, receive that balm of His holy oil. Let it flow and heal minds. Let it flow and heal wounds. Let it flow and let every scar be removed. Just begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him he loves you the comfort of your grace be manifested to you now sheila thank you for your grace oh his grace is more than enough it's more than enough Brosu ku chora brashi kara, steri ke le geste kara. Shuto brasa kara sho lele, i chora bashi Shida broku ndo brashi chana. Brosu Hurts are going down. wounds are being healed, lesse. Shukuru bo ro Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: So Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604 594 7327 or you can write to us at unit 2A 13139 80th Avenue Surrey BC V3W 3B1